Hello everyone and welcome to Soccer Rangers the Quarantine. <laughs> Part two. Part two. We've been stuck inside. Well, some of us have been stuck inside for quite some time now. Um, some of us has gone stir crazy and some of us might have maybe tried to kill someone, but who knows? Well, anyway, you think McKenna ate Dane. We're not too sure. We're not going to verify anything. Um, I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. I I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. <laughs> I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. And I'm Tyler. He's I'm the, the Black Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> and if you were caught our podcast last time, we were talking about good movies about spending quarantine. But this time, we're taking Fanes to a different media, one that we all love very much. The video game industry, or just games in general. Who loves video games? Me! Not I. Eh, I can take them or leave them. Ah, yes, video games. The golden item to cure the disease of boredom. Ever since the 80s and 70s, electronic video games have always been a great way to erase time in a way, to make things better, to make things go by faster. And when you're stuck indoors, it's honestly a good thing. A couple games come to mind. But who here has heard of indie development games? Yeah, we've kind of talked about them a fair bit. I mean, we've talked about them enough times, so I would, yes. I, would, I mean, I would hope so. I mean, but yeah, I mean, here's we're going to talk a little bit about some examples of just cheap games we enjoy and just games that are honestly not too expensive or just not hard to get into. So... Unless you guys have something to say, I'm more than willing to start this off. Please. The floor is yours, sir. The floor is mine. All right, so. <laughs> the floor is lava. All your base are belong to you. <laughs> Yay. So, one of my favorite, like, cheap games to start off with is Shovel Knight. Has mm. anyone? Yeah, yes. everyone's heard of Shovel Knight at this point, I would hope. Uh, Shovel Knight was an indie developer game. Um... You can get it, honestly, on almost every console at this point. I think it's even on Steam now. The, at, at this point, it's kind of like Firefox. It can be installed on anything. Yeah, the original Shovel Knight came out on the Wii. It was around $14. It's around 20 now if you get it. The newest, most up-to-date version is around 20 The one that's like the main story with the co-op and stuff like that. Um, Shovel Knight's great. It's like a mixture of Contra, a little bit of Mega Man, a little bit of Metroid... And it just doesn't take itself seriously. You're a knight with a shovel trying to save his best friend, Shield Knight, from other knights. The organization called the Order of No Quarter. And it's a lovely little indie development game. It's got great animation. What's fun about it is they designed it to the uh, animation styles of the um, original NES. So it just has that like fun to it. And the, the guy that created the game... He did all the music to it, so it's got this upbeat, wonderful soundtrack to play. I love that 8-bit style, because a game doesn't have to be re photorealistic to be fun. And, you know, Shovel Knight, and I'm sure everybody has already played Undertale, are exactly the same thing. They're, they're not, well, not exactly, but they're the same, they have the same highlights, mm -hmm. which is... It's, it's nostalgia done right. Yeah! Exactly. With a jam and soundtrack, in the same vein, I would mm. say. Yes. And I will... And I will say, I'm not one to buy soundtracks of video games, but I bought the soundtrack for Shovel Knight, because that is the jam. 
Yeah, one that I really like that I think is in the same vein is I love Stardew Valley. A new update mm-hmm. just came out, um, and Cole taught me something neat about it. He said it was all made by one man. Yep, Eric. <laughs> um, can't remember his full name here. What's the? Th- can't remember off the top of my hand. But his his username, of course, is a uh, concerned ape. <laughs> yeah, Stardew Valley. I have spent many an hour on it. Um, Tyler and I have a farm called Shitstorm Farm, and Eric Barone. Eric Barone, thank you for all the hours I've wasted on this game. It's not super expensive. Uh, you can play it so that your boyfriend can farm and actually keep the farm afloat while you fuck off and fish and mine all day. It's great. Uh, <laughs> and pet- I'm glad you finished that <laughs> off with fish and mine all day and not just fucking off with you know one of the other random villagers. Those guys are freaks. <laughs> He's like, keep my vegetables in a rose. Just go fuck off with Abigail. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. But if I was oh, going to no. fuck off with one of the villagers, <laughs> it would be her. Uh but no, it, it's, I don't know, it's a super cute game, um, and it's kind of like Animal Crossing in Minecraft, and you mentioned Doom, Animal Crossing is not a cheap game, but it seems no. to be how a lot of us are coping, but if that's out of your budget, Stardew Valley is a good substitute. You can't do online as broadly, but you can have a farm with a couple of your friends, and I really think that's the way it is mm-hmm. meant to be experienced. A little bit of Harvest Moon flavor in there, uh, but there's just so many different ways to go with it. There's so many different branches of success in that game. Speaking of ga- of Stardew Valley, one of my favorite little games that I've been that I I I've, honestly I haven't played in a little bit, but I want to get back into again. Um, it's also an indie developed game by Lazy Bear Games. Um, mm-hmm. Who's here heard of Graveyard Keeper? Oh, that oh. game is so fun. Um, we we have somebody here that's got something to say about that game. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I broke the demo at PAX. <laughs> oh! Uh, they this had, I do not know. <laughs> they had coffins you could lay down in, which, like, laying down at a con, hell yeah. So I got in the coffin, and I was supposed to talk to the stonesmith, and there was a glitch. Something wasn't there that was supposed to be there, so I couldn't progress. So the guy hunted down a plushie from another booth and gave it to me. Oh, that's uh, that was awesome. The the neighbor game. The scary neighbor game. I can't remember the name. Hello neighbor. Hello neighbor. He gave me a hello neighbor plushie. He's like, congratulations, bug finder. You broke the game. That's funny. But yeah, I love Graveyard Keeper. I put in, how many hours have I put in that game already? Like, <laughs> I put way too much time to that game. I was it's like, like perfection. Valley. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. If we could, if we, if we could do multiplayer, I would love to do multiplayer with us just running a graveyard. That would be fucking <laughs> hilarious. The graveyard okay, shift. So, so just because you brought up that particular game, I, I gotta go and interject with mine actually, because the segue is just too easy on oh. here. Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Huh. I discovered that huh. recently because of playing Cadence of Hyrule. Uh it's from Brace Yourself Games. Nintendo recently had them basically do a reskin in the Legend of Zelda format. That's more expensive, but Crypt of the Necrodancer is awesome. It's on Steam right now at $15. It is a rhythm-based, um, I guess, rhythm-based dungeon crawl. It's oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. crazy. That's it's what Cadence of Hyrule is, right? It's, it's rhythm-based. Yeah, yes. like, it's rhythm-based. I, I, I have yeah. not seen anything about that game since, once I saw, since I saw the announcement trailer. Well, I think the problem with that one, and I say well, this as somebody who owns it and had a lot of fun with it, I think part of the problem is with Nintendo, with their 
first-party properties, even though this was developed by Brace Yourself Games uh, on a license. The problem with that one is because it doesn't have a physical release. Uh-huh. I don't think that it garners the same kind of attention on there. And the fact that Crypto the Necrodancer came out is actually older than I thought, looking this up hmm, here. It came out a while uh, ago. It came out April 23rd of 2015. Really? So, yeah, I I only I heard of it probably 2017, 2018, but only got around to actually playing it after beating Cadence of Hyrule, um, which is arguably the hardest Zelda game I've ever played. Oh, that game is almost impossible. Oh, it is tough, but you know what? I love it. It is so challenging. It's And I know that it's my fault when I screw, or when I screw it up. Uh, and I especially love Crypt of the Necrodancer. I, I know it's weird that I, I'd love to go and keep talking about uh, Cadence of Hyrule, but something I found out recently... You can actually go and put your own MP3s into Crypt of the Necrodancer. So I've had a lot of fun going and mixing my own music into that game. I it is did not know great. that. I did know when that game first came out that people were hooking them up to their like DDR pads. So if you can yeah. find a DDR pad, you can play it like that. So that was a big <laughs> thing. There, there you go. Yeah, hook that up and you can you can do it that way. So yeah, yeah, it's great. I love it. That's interesting. It's... You said something profound, and I don't think you realized you did. When huh? you mess up, it is your fault. That's the sign of a good game. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. not, no, it's not the camera angle. It's not, I put in the wrong buttons, but you fucked me. Sonic, you know, it's... <laughs> not, not Sonic Ventures. Not to name names. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that that is a good emblem of a good game. Well, and that's... That's like what I love about Super Meat Boy. Mm. Same kind of concept on there. I know I'm the one that screwed up if I don't get through it. I can play that game for hours and not get frustrated because the game design is so good that I want to come back to it over and over again. Same with Cadence of Viral. Same with Crypt of the Necrodancer. And I suppose if we're talking about signs of good games, I think we probably need to go and address the, uh, the Wonder Belly in the room or... Yeah, you know what? That's a terrible segue, but uh, hey, we've got a special guest with us here tonight that we have not introduced yet. Uh, developer from, well, developer that we met at PAX originally a couple of years ago when we first started thinking about doing something like this and never really executed on. Now, their game is released, it's been getting good reviews from everything that I have seen, and I own it on not one but two platforms. So with that, let us bring on Andrea from Wonderbelly Games, talking about Round Guard. Um, so, um, so I've been in games for ooh, like uh, fifteen years now, about. Um, so I, I started. I, I mean, I've loved games my whole life, <laughs> um, but uh, I started working on them. Uh, I worked in testing for a little bit at Nintendo, and then I was at Microsoft for about a decade. I. I started in there um, doing narrative design. Uh, one of my favorite projects I worked on was Fable 3. I love the Fable franchise, and those guys are super fun to work with. Um, but I, I moved around a little bit in Microsoft. Um, so I started narrative design. I did some production. I led some game design on a couple projects. I, the last stuff I was doing there was um, UX, UI design. Um, I've always... I've, I've always liked wearing a lot of different hats. Uh, and so that's one of the reasons, you know, indie games have always been really attractive to me. I wanted to work on a small team. Um, and so after 
being around Microsoft games for uh, a while, I was ready to try a new challenge. And I also, um, I had a kid, my, my first daughter. So, uh, so at that time it felt like a really good break point for me to figure out something new. Um, and, and I left and started, well, after a little bit of getting over baby crazies, uh, then, uh, then I was ready to, to get back into game work and, um, and so I uh, started up Wonder Belly Games with um, my husband, Bob Roberts, who um, he came from working over at Monolith Games. Uh, he's the design director on uh, Shadow Mordor, Shadow War. And, um, and then our good friend, Kurt Loidel, who uh, he um, used to work with me at Microsoft. We've met up, we've been friends for a long time. We've done a bunch of smaller projects together. Um, he is a fantastic engineer and uh so yeah so that's the three of us we um started uh started up wonder belly games start working on round garden that's awesome i i can imagine that must have been a little bit uh a little bit nerve-wracking at first but uh <laughs> i'm glad to say the end result uh is fantastic and hopefully has been well worth the time and effort oh, yeah i mean absolutely I, to when we started the project um a lot of it was, uh, <laughs> like I said, like I was trying to figure out something to keep myself sane um, and keep my hands in game design. Um, and uh, and we weren't entirely sure where the project was going to end up going um, or how big it was going to get. We ended up falling in love with the idea and uh, taking it further than we thought we would at first. Um, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> indie games is not like the most... Uh, stable place to be so it's, nope <laughs> it's no uh, although actually if, if i may bring something up here because part of the reason why we wanted because i'll be honest here we talked to a lot of people at pax uh with the intention of doing something like this down the road i'm glad we've had an opportunity to do this with you and hopefully with other people down the heard down the road but um I got to be honest, out of the list of probably 10 people that we wanted to talk to, when we started doing a little bit of research, we actually had a really hard time. Um, how do I say this politely? We had a really hard time going with our original plan just because we saw a lot of these indie developers, while they were making good product that we got to see on the show floor, uh, things like Steam Greenlight actually worry us a lot when you have early access titles and people can buy into them. And then a lot of them just don't get finished. Yeah. They don't get done. And something that we liked about you guys <laughs> in particular, uh, there was a coming soon button on your game page forever, it felt like, <laughs> uh, waiting to be able to play it at home. Mm -hmm. Uh but that's something we actually like. It's okay. It's going to come out when it's ready or yeah. it's going to come out when at least we're at the point where we're comfortable with this as a launch product. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I have appreciated about companies. Like quite honestly, uh, I got it on the Nintendo switch uh, yeah. <laughs> when I saw that was available. Uh, ironically, uh, I also bought it. Well, I shouldn't say ironically, but I also got it on steam as well, just because I saw it on the steam list and I had not played it on the switch and forgot that I bought it. So <laughs> I own two copies of your game. Now. Well, um, so, uh, congratulations. <laughs> you, uh, you fleeced me for twice as much as you expected. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, yeah, no, I, it's, um, I mean, it, it is, 
it's hard as a small team to get all the way to the finish line. Um, and, uh, and we definitely, you know, we, we had, I, like, I can't remember when the first fax was that we talked, um, Ah, uh, God, I'm what sure was that? I, I want to say it was we 2018. Talked, we were like, Cause, oh, it's coming out soon, you know, like, it just yeah. a few more months or whatever. Uh, and, you know, it, like, it took a little bit longer than we thought um, bringing it all together. But, uh, but yeah, we didn't want to ship anything that we weren't um, proud of as a complete game. Like, we still are working on the game. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've already got a patch out to Steam. Uh, we're actually just getting, wrapping up a, another patch um, that should be rolling out over the next couple of weeks on all these platforms to fix up some bugs. Um, but we are, as soon as we get like some of the big bugs out of the way, we're getting back into doing some more content. You know, we've got lots of mm-hmm. new ideas for things. Um, so it's, you know, it's still like a work in progress, but absolutely we wanted it to be uh, something that, you know, felt felt finished. Uh, yeah. That people could get a no, good chunk I... of enjoyment out of, you know. Well, and I've run into a couple, I wouldn't call them big bugs, quite honestly, because the game's still playable. I've run into a couple of little, like, visual glitches and stuff like that, but nothing, I'll be honest here, and kind of going to the point I lost myself on, uh, bringing up that I bought too many copies, well, (laughs) not not too many copies, let's be honest here, something like this, I like that I can just go and play wherever, Uh, but something that I appreciate about companies like Nintendo and their first-party development studios, mm-hmm. by comparison to, I hate to say, some of the larger companies uh, that ship stuff and try to go and patch it later, we understand patching is something that happens now. Mm-hmm. It's very hard, especially with how complex games are these days, to get everything totally polished and perfect. You know, that never has really existed, quite honestly. Especially when you're a team of three, I could say. But, but yeah. No, and you shipped on a lot more SKUs than I ever expected that you would uh, when we first talked back in, I want to say, 2018. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, the game itself feels... If it never got updated, I don't think that anybody would feel bad about what they're playing on there. It is still a complete experience, despite, okay, little things here and there. There's, Yeah, just from personal experience here... uh, yeah, I really like what you've done, Thank but you. I am glad to hear that you guys are not just discontinuing support as soon as you've got it launched. Oh yeah, I mean, there's the hard plenty part, other companies to do. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, you know, so I, we, you know, we definitely want to make sure that we iron out any little things that that got past us. Um, you know, we were a small team working on it, uh, but we did have it in beta for um, like six plus months before releasing. So we had a, a, a you know whole community of folks who were working on. Um, you know, finding those bugs for us and giving us feedback. Um, and I, I think that process was was really great, uh, especially when, you know, like I said, like there's three of us, we we don't have a big test team of our own or any, anything like that. Um, so that was huge. But uh, but yeah, like also it's just, it was hard to stop um, just because we have so many <laughs> ideas for like more things that we'd love to get into the game. And so, um, so we wanted to get it to the place where it, like it felt... Uh, like we wanted to get it into people's hands after having shown it. We knew there were a bunch of people who wanted to play it. We didn't want to hold on to it too long because um, nothing ever feels done. But especially in this case, like we have lots of ideas. So yeah, we're excited to, to keep keep adding. Since we talked about what your aspirations are with the game, it's probably about time that we actually talk about oh, the yeah. game itself because quite honestly, 
The hardest part for me with this game, even in a couple of years of seeing you developing it and now having played it, I don't really know how the hell to describe <laughs> this. I mean, what do I go and say? Hey, it's uh, Pachinko with the roguelike element. No, that's not right. Well, um, that's pretty close. <laughs> I, like, I, we often, we, so for anybody who's familiar with Peggle, um, Peggle is very much uh, an inspiration to us in this project. Um, so yeah, it's that, that pachinko, plinko, whatever, you know, the, the um, physics-driven, you know, a full real-time simulation of physics where you're dropping a ball and it's bouncing around a bunch of pegs. Um, but in our case, instead of a ball and a bunch of pegs, you're shooting your hero um, into a dungeon full of monsters and loot and potions and all sorts of goodies. Um, to bounce around, kill monsters, get loot, and try to survive as far as you can in the dungeon. So yeah, it's it's got those roguelike elements, it's got procedural dungeons, it's got tons of loot and combos, it's got permadeath, um, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, and, and uh, there's like, uh, there's a big leaderboard, um, so getting all that gold means you get better score got to come back try and get you know once you survive to the bottom then you got to come back and try and get to the top of the the leaderboard so that's as good of a description as i could come up with <laughs> so we'll of course be linking to this in the description uh both the steam store eShop, as well as i think we can go and access playstation and xbox uh via urls not just through the platform mm -hmm. so i'll find the links to all of that and make sure that it's properly sorted there uh I'm really curious. Where did the idea for this come yeah, from? Yeah, well, um, so uh, so like I was saying, like we were very much inspired by Peggle. But I guess um, so we were sitting around and doing some brainstorming around what what we wanted our next project to be. Um, and um, the three of us have made some hobby projects in the past. Uh, and uh, this time, like we wanted to be a little bit more disciplined about it. We're like, okay, we're going to sit down. We're going to do a bunch of like one page ideas. Um, so it wasn't our first idea. Like we, I think had, I don't know, 15 or something pages filled, filled out. Um, but we had, as we had started talking about things, like we really kept coming back to physics. That um, one of the projects we'd done a long time in the past uh, was a physics space. It was actually a, it was kind of like Super Smash Bros, but instead like, you know, that like side arena thing. Um, but instead you were, um, devils versus angels in a game of dodgeball and you're th throwing a dodgeball at each other in a physically simulated uh anyway it was, nobody's played the game it's called around miss bash we put it on xbox live indies a long time ago and it's dead now but um <laughs> but it was one of the most fun games that we'd ever made and uh and really like a lot of that came down to physics just being um something that like can be so so simple and intuitive like everybody you know at a very human level like you know you watch a ball bouncing and there's there's some fun in it there's like that that prediction and all of that um but it's it's very complicated um you know there's there are many you know it's very analog and like how many different gradations ways that things can bounce and all of that so you get this like great complexity with something that is still hopefully very simple and easy to you know grasp the basic concepts of quickly and i don't know it just it seemed like a really fun play space um, and so, yeah, so we just like kept throwing out physics ideas and at one point, like I often like to mash up a couple of 
genres or concepts, whatever, just to see what what sticks. And so I I, just, I remember turning around and be like, um, Peggle RPG, and I was like, and then immediately we're like, oh my god, like <laughs> like all the ideas just started coming out. Like we filled out that one page immediately. Um, and I think really like one of the big things that made it pop to us, besides the fact that we're a bunch of RPG nerds, and so uh, you know that that sounded like a ton of fun. But um, but we started talking about classes and class-based skills. So I didn't really talk about that before when when I was you know giving the quick description of the game. But but the heart of it really is like you know there's these so we've got the three classic classes: uh, the warrior, the rogue, and the wizard. And each one of them has a very different play style that um, can come out of the different, you know, different armor and weapons that they pick up. But in particular, their skills that they can use while they're bouncing around. Um, they each have their own set and they um, each uh, make the characters feel very different. And it gives you a lot of control while you're bouncing around. Like in Peggle, it used to be, you know, like it's, it's a bit more of a like fire and then, you know, you wait, you watch the ball bounce around and you see what what happened um and uh and that's has its own fun but um but yeah like giving you that uh something more to do while you're bouncing and really take control of it fit really well with this concept of giving you uh more like challenge and depth with the rpg elements um so yeah as soon as we started talking about that it we were excited and quickly made a prototype and we're like yeah this is this is gonna be good (laughs) No, I, I I love playing as the rogue for the record. That's I don't know why that class just spoke to me in the best way. <laughs> and I honestly cannot say if I've played the other two since the game <laughs> launched. Well definitely so double jump. Um the rogue has a double jump skill, and that was our first skill that we prototyped. Um it was one that we were we were like at first we weren't sure if it was going to suck away some of the fun of Peggle because it gives you so much control and uh but it feels really really good and to be honest like it's probably it's one of the top best feeling skills in the game um oh I definitely (laughs) agree no I'm that is definitely still my favorite I this is such a weird thing so for anybody that might be looking this up while they're listening you can go and pair different abilities together Mm -hmm. in your skill sets and my favorite there's a double jump ability where you can redirect yourself like she mentioned but there's also another set ability where you can go and fire an arrow and that combination is just (laughs) it is so chaotic and fun (laughs) and it's i when did you start developing that particular ability set uh being Mm. able to go and mix and combine features because i do not remember that from the 2018 Mm. uh playthrough that we uh got to experience or maybe i just was so bad at it at that point (laughs) i never got far enough to get a second skill i can't remember (laughs) well i know um yeah you might not have gotten a second skill but we definitely had it at that point uh our demo was fairly short then so uh you might like you know and and it's random um the loot drops that you get and everything um so depending on what the run was when you played the demo you you might not have picked up that second skill uh but yeah we from early on we wanted um you to have a couple of skills uh you know we kind of like went back and forth on whether it was going to be two skills or three skills or whatever but um but we always like i i really love combos (laughs) i'm i'm addicted to combos and so i think um 
early on thinking about those classes, that was one of the lenses that I always looked at of like, how, how do I make as many cool builds as possible? And like what, you know, so if you've got, you know, double jump and arrow, like what is that good against? What is that weak against? What kinds of um, weapons and armor properties would help support that uh, combo? I wanted it to feel like there were some really clear builds for each character that had advantages. Um, uh, but that there were like, you know, many different ways you could mix and match those things to try and find the best build or the, the best build for you really, you know, in your play style. That's awesome. <laughs> that is just awesome. I, I don't know. I could sing my praises about this thing forever. I, I'm just curious. What's the community feedback been like? Oh. Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, like I said, I was surprised to see you launching on so many different platforms. That is a <laughs> lot of skews to ship at one time. And at least from the two that I've played, both of them were done really freaking well. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. It it was so uh, okay. A couple questions there. So it was crazy of us to do that many platforms at once. I have to say, <laughs> uh, and certainly when we first talked in 2018, that wasn't our expectation. Um, you know, we were planning first on shipping on PC, um, and then, but I'd always had in my heart that I wanted it to be a console game. You know, I came like I said, I worked at Microsoft on Xbox games. Um, for a long time. I love consoles. I you know, grew up with consoles. I love that couch experience. Um, and so from the beginning, I always had designed the game um, inputs and UI and everything with controller and TVs in mind. Um, so that, you know, once we figured out how to get to console, it would be an easy switch for us. Um, and so, um, yeah, like earlier, like about, about a, well, not quite a year ago, um, we hooked up with um, the Quantum Astrophysicist Guild, uh, who they're a, a small publisher um, working with a bunch of indies in the Seattle area. Um, they actually come from a history. Uh, Ty Taylor, who's the, the lead of, of Quantum, um, he's an indie uh, developer uh, on his, in his own, has put out a bunch of cool puzzle games, um, The Bridge and Tumblestone. And so... Uh, yeah, so we we had known him and the Seattle Indies and everything for for a while, and so when we started talking about um, talking with them about uh, getting on console, um, it was just it was a really good fit, and uh, and they'd had some good experiences bringing uh, people to console, so they they helped us out on the console front um, and really took care of uh, a good you know a lot of that that work that went into that, um, but um, but then. For a long time, we thought like, well, we're not, people had said, oh, we'd love to play it on the phone as well. And we're like, oh, well, that sounds great. But uh, we just, like, we weren't sure if we'd ever be able to sell it on the phone. I don't know. It's, you know, it's a, a tough place to be for, for indies and everything. And I didn't want to make it a free-to-play game. I, it is, I didn't want to have to do some of those sorts of mechanics. And so, so anyway, I was like, I just don't know that it's, it's going to happen. And when um, this last pack then Apple Arcade approached us. It was like, oh my gosh, this is this would be great. You know, we would we'd be a great fit on on the Apple Arcade platform. Not you know you know putting out a full premium game, um, and uh, and we were really excited to bring to phone because so many people had told us that they wanted um, to play it there. So it was a big push to get all that work done, and and really like the last, I don't know three or four months has pretty much just been like platform work. Um, 
which I'm like, I'm so excited we finally shipped all this stuff because I'm like, yay, now I can go back to like making some more content for the game. I love that. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, so that, like I said, that, that was a little crazy of us, uh, but it's been really exciting get to get back to the community feedback we've been hearing from people um, just all over on all these platforms having a really great time. And it's, I think um, like it, it's been, it's been surprising to us, uh, you know, how, how positive and excited people are. And, uh, and it's like, uh, the timing of all of this has been a little, it's been strange and it's, you know, it's been hard. Um, but it is really, uh, it makes us feel good. It's heartwarming. It's humbling hearing so many people reach out and say, saying like, I really needed a distraction right now. I needed something joyful and chill and whatever. And that this game really fits that for us. And I don't know. So I'm, I'm, no, I don't know. I would not thankful for the timing, but like, I'm, I'm glad that we could be there. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's probably the best way of putting it. Because quite honestly, this, we're living in a great time in terms of what we have access to in terms of consumable media, whether it be television, movies, games. But damn it, sometimes you just need something that you don't need to spend too much effort thinking about. Just let the processes in the back of your brain do it and just be able to enjoy the spectacle in front of you because this game is gorgeous. It is engaging. I love all the different pathways and procedurally generated dungeons that you have set up on there. I, is that what we call that? Procedurally yeah. generated dungeons? Yeah, like, yeah. I <laughs> Your game is so different. I don't know what terms to use. <laughs> Well, no, 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 that's, that's great. Yeah. Then, and I think, um, like, it's really great to hear that because I've always wanted the game, like, I think the game has, uh, a lot of depth and strategy that you can dig into if you want, but I really wanted it to be more on your terms as a player. And that if you just want a chill, like I've always wanted it to be something that you can just feel chill with. You can get into that flow state and just, you know, like, I often think about like, like in my, my kid days of like my Game Boy and Tetris and things like that, you know, just like, I just want to sit down and like zone out and get the, I don't know, it's just like a really relaxing feeling. And so I'd always hope that this game could be that for, for a lot of people. I, I gotta say, I find it very fitting that you go and use Tetris as the example uh -huh. on there. Cause that's, I've had that kind of feeling with this. Cause yeah, I mean that. I don't think that I have played a game as many hours as I did Tetris on the Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got in like 1992. Yeah, that, that is just such a simple, fun experience, but there is so much more underneath the surface in terms of how you need to play uh -huh, strategies uh -huh. and whatnot. But it never feels dominating in the experience. Uh -huh. It's not like an MMORPG where you need to make sure you're balancing out all these different elements, both for yourself as well as for teammates. And... I don't know. Like I said, I, I know I keep bringing this up, but so many platforms. Like, <laughs> my God, I don't, I don't mean to go and throw shade here, but I mean, the creator of Mega Man tried to go and ship his spiritual successor on like 11 different SKUs and two of them didn't even come out in the end. <laughs> and this game, 
I'm sure it didn't cost anywhere near as much money to make and uh, definitely has given me a much better feeling of satisfaction in my investment at one third of the cost. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't expect you to comment on that, you know. No, no throwing shade in the industry, but uh, just thank you for not being one of those. <laughs> yeah. Well. No, I... I I really cannot applaud you guys enough, especially for such a small team. I actually assumed more people had been involved with this just in how good the animation assets are, the UI. I mean, now I understand talking to you, but I, I assume the team was three to four times larger than what it actually is, which makes me actually feel a lot better because I have no idea and I do not want to have any answers what your revenue model is like on this, but <laughs> that's business we don't need to talk about, but... Uh... Yeah. I am glad to see that there was so much passion in this that such a small team could produce something this good. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I don't even know how else to go and end this other than what's what's on the horizon? Uh, you say you're going to be making more content for this. <laughs> Are there plans for a follow-up in the future? I assume we're going to take a little bit of time and just... <laughs> refine this a little bit before you jump into something headlong yeah <laughs> but, uh... yeah yeah well i um so i can say like definitely uh wonderbelly games is going to make another game after this like mm -hmm. we have that's uh this whole process has been um good enough that we feel you know like we can we can stick <laughs> together and, and do this again so that's that's great and that's a huge success um as yeah. far as we're concerned um but yeah, like in the near term future, uh, like I said, we're definitely going to be working on Roundguard for um, for a chunk of time coming up. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see what the response is and, and how much energy we have to keep going. But uh, I know like our, our first thing that we're looking at, um, besides adding a handful of new elites um, and boards and things, is um, getting a daily runs mode in. Um, and then after that, we've talked about like new hero ideas and, and things like that. So we'll, uh, yeah, we, we're gonna we're gonna keep working on it. And um, yeah, like if anybody wants to keep an eye on what we're doing, we we've got a, a newsletter up on our website. You can check in on. We've got our Discord community where we're in there every day, chatting with people, getting feedback. Um, and uh, yeah, you know. All over all the socials, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, we'll have links to all of this in the description below, oh, guys. So don't don't panic. It's all there. It's all there. <laughs> no, I, I don't even know what else to say. This has been a lot of fun. I hope maybe we'll be able to talk to you again just because you have been... You've been a ton of fun to talk oh, to. Well, and you. I get the feeling that there's more of your knowledge that we could go and pull out just from your history uh, having worked here in the Seattle area uh, mm -hmm. on development teams for, I mean, quite honestly, some of our favorite projects. The <laughs> fact that you brought up Fable has been uh, a constant point of attention for us around here because yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's a favorite for a lot of us. <laughs> so, That'd be great. I don't Let's know. Is there any... sometime. Yes, most definitely. I Beyond this, is there anything else we can do beyond just going and broadcasting your success all the way through. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Please, please uh, check out the game and let us know what you think. 
Fantastic. Well, I guess with that, uh, we're going to kick this back over to the rest of the guys for the remaining half of the podcast. So thank you, Andrea. You have been awesome. Please give all of our love, affection, uh, and scores to (laughs) the rest of the team as well. (laughs) Thank you. By the way, before I forget, this was a not-sponsored segment. This is just us wanting to signal boost a local area developer and showing some love to a new favorite game of ours. So, thank you everybody for listening. And with that, let's get back to the other business. By the way, I have you guys ever read the description for Graveyard Keeper in the Steam in the Steam library? I never have. Graveyard Keeper is the most inaccurate medieval cemetery management sim of all time. <laughs> That's literally the official description. <laughs> I fucking love that. Build and manage your own graveyard, expand and adventures while finding shortcuts to cut costs. Mm-hmm. So in these turbulent... So you're the French. Yes! <laughs> in these turbulent times, sometimes I think the best way to escape is by getting immersed in a story. And Tyler mm-hmm. recommended both of these games, but I really liked Gone Home. I played that a, a while ago. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a little snack of a game. That one's good. Um, I really have started on Tacoma, but I haven't got into the meat of it yet. But it is one of those ones. What do you call it when you have a uh, future past, like a fourth? Dim- uh, there's a name for it where you control the future. You go through time, and then that affects how the gameplay is, if that makes sense. So you're accessing these yeah. recordings. There's a word for that that I'll remember after the podcast, but uh, ap- you're accessing these recordings to solve a mystery. So it's you want to have time to process the information, to pick up on the nuances, and to get to know the characters. Um, and then another one I really loved was A Way Out, uh, which mm. is a two-player game. So that's so important is to find things that you can do with somebody. I do not think... I think make sure when you are choosing games for this quarantine, you are not just playing single-player uh, masterpieces. You need to do a little bit of silly uh, bonding with your friends, and a way out is the perfect way to do that. And then the twist at the end is just. Speaking of friend awesome. bonding, we need to play more. Uh, um, what's the game that we were talking about before that we used to play like two years ago? Civ. <laughs> yeah, we should play more Civ. Anyway, <laughs> that's not a cheap game though. That is a, no. That's a that is definitely not a cheap game. But if you do have that, it's a good game to play with friends. Yeah, it Another does. Game. You know what else is a, you know what else is a good game or a good game to play with friends, whether you have the expensive hardware to do it the way it's intended or not. What? VR chat. Man, oh, no. I've spent too there much fucking time in that game. There's a lot of VR things. I have never played any VR with you, Rob. But there's there's. I know. Uh, what's one, Amy? We just played when we played that. Um, there's an escape room game that's free. Oh, uh, Tales of Escape is free. That's yeah. the cheapest Ooh. game. Uh, that one's really fun because Tyler and I love to do escape rooms, but since he lives in Canada and I don't, it's really hard to find it. Tell me more. It's yeah. It's designed for VR. So, like, the way we played it, it was uh, her and I didn't – we played on desktop because she doesn't have VR, but it is designed for VR, and you're supposed to play it in VR. So it's free. The first one's free, and then the DLCs cost money. But then – Okay. Uh, also, what's another one? Um – well, actually, uh, rec no, they room. give you they give you free like four free ones. You have a couple to go through. It's not just the first one. Uh, I just thought of something kind of funny. As no, well. I believe they're DLC, Amy. Oh, uh, they're they're there as options, but you click on it and it'll go. Okay, buy it. Well, like it doesn't it's... matter. That that's yeah. part of the mystery. 
is hmm. is it free or not? When you download it, you you will be able to investigate that for yourself. I'm looking into it right now. <laughs> um, Speaking of VR, I wouldn't it be interesting if we if if, if we all had. No, I can't. I can't finish the thing about the VR, Cole. <laughs> Sorry. Rec room. Free game. In Cole's defense, I wasn't sure if you were done or not either. Oh, Jesus. You kind of paused people. and looked away, so I assumed. No, I'm sorry. I didn't. This You're whole all... podcast is turning into a rec room. <laughs> wow, everyone's so excited ah, about talking about their own Another games. free game. Take, it, take it. it away, Tyler. Sorry, I don't want to anymore. I'm done. No, I'm Tell done. Tell us about your record. It's another free game. So many free games. Record. What, what is what is in record? Because I remember last time we talked about it, it was kind of done. Uh oh no, they keep adding stuff. Uh, uh it's yeah. got is that paintball? Is that? It's got some like adventures where you're like actual fighting through adventures. It's got dodgeball. It's got ultimate frisbee. Lots of things. So is Pictionary. That, yeah, I think it's out of. I think it's out of its technical beta now. If I I'm think not so. Yes. Is that the game where everyone is an echidna and they just run around spitting on people? No, that's VR no, chat. That's VR chat. And that has not VR chat has not been that way in some years. We do not speak of the dark times. We do not talk of the times when the Sonic fanboys discovered it and tried to ruin it like every other hole of the internet. Hey. Sorry, I thought Amy was still listening and I could go and get her code on this one. But we can while we wait for her to come back real quick. I was just the the thing that sparked in my head is literally if we all had VR, we could literally sit around a table with each other. Yes, we can. Shit, there's a uh, mm-hmm. the VR um, uh, tabletop simulator. It's just that they have. Yeah. Uh, you can play like chess and um, Settlers of Catan and all those and Munchkins. Uh, you can just sit around a table and play those in tabletop simulator, and it's. It's fun stuff, yeah. So I don't know. It's that. It's just it is that is from the opposite end of uh, being a cheap thing to get into. No, it's the most expensive thing that you could possibly do. It's weird because the games, again, you're getting into it. The hardware is expensive. The games themselves are still pretty cheap. Like Mm -hmm. I think the most expensive games I bought were literally like Fallout Four, which you are buying a full game also in vr so playing fallout 4 but that's a big game to chew on for vr yeah so yeah i've 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 tried that's one i am not having an easy time with. no it's yeah it's, it's a bit of a mess too i don't know if you've had that experience on um there, but I, no more than it's not bad but no more than yeah. what fallout anything bethesda anyways was it's like there's so many quirks with bethesda it just it fits it and it feels weird and janky and you're like okay but then you're like i know how many hours i sank into fallout 4 and then you have to do that now standing is like oh my god that's it's weird how they had such two ends of spectrums of either games are very short like half an hour or they're very long like that it's it's hard to do that's like it's hard to do these longer VR sessions with, because you got to stand for a lot of them. Yeah. Mm. Robert, what's yours? Yes. You're, you have, have you had your turn? Yes. You talked about Necrodancer. I, I, met, yes, I mentioned right, a couple Necro, of things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Then I want to quickly yeah. bring are, up. Are, some... are we continuing? Are we still continuing going here? Or are we waiting for Amy's Amy? back? She's she's there. She's listening now. She's eating. Um, she's eating her food. That's what she does. Yeah, she'll she'll get her snack. Oh, okay, okay. She t- she deliberately <laughs> tilted her cat. And and Amy, we definitely noticed you tilt the camera. Uh, <laughs> I do. It's easier for me to know that you're not watching me eat. But I do mute my audacity now. I learned how to do that. And unmute <laughs> this. Yay. So I'm actively listening, and I will unmute when I have to interject. But I'm also okay. going to eat. I was wondering why I wasn't hearing as much chips crunching. <laughs> I made shepherd's pie. I'm jealous. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to But yep. um. But anyways... The, the game that I that I think a lot of us have heard of, and it is an absolute masterpiece. It came out in January 2016, and, and it's a and its sequel was just announced um, earlier last year. Um, it's a side scroller, and it's mm-hmm. a game many many awards. It's called Darkest Dungeon. Ooh, I love mm, Darkest yes. Dungeon. It's so good. And yes, people have, have have lauded it with so many pra- so much praise and everything. It is an amazingly well done game. It is. Tyler, have you played it? Uh no. Uh, I'm not into. I'm not really into uh, roguelike uh, style games. Yeah, it's just it's it's a it's one of those things where I, I get it where you get invested in it and it's so easy to lose things. I've always been I've always been just a crafting thing that's like Stardew Valley or Minecraft. How how much is Minecraft nowadays? That's a great question. Depends on which console you get it on. I is think it it's the same back? price of a WoW subscription. Yeah, uh. is that coming back? I think people are starting to pick up Minecraft again. My, Minecraft hit a resurgence sometime late last year. I don't know if it's still up there. I know it overtook Fortnite for a while on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, thirty bucks for Windows Ten. Oh, hmm. Which, which I actually think is more than what I spent on it years Same ago. Here. Yeah, I think that's pretty expensive. Like I just paid for it because a lot of my friends are connecting through a Minecraft Discord because it's just creative and you can kind of play and talk and not be too invested to not be able to talk. Um, <laughs> but I felt like I was kind of I was hesitant to spend that much on it. I don't know for how much mm-hmm. how much stuff I've done in Minecraft and how much time I've put into it. It's like when it's like again with uh, same with Civilization. Uh, that's a game. It's expensive to get into, and then all the expanses are also expensive. But then when you do get it, you a game is going to last you a while. Yeah. yeah. So it's how like, long? How long yeah. did we? How was one like the game that we all played together? What was the? How long did that go for? I don't remember. Multiple we, sessions, and it each was like, session it was, like, was cult multiple hours. Yeah, so. so I think it was about two sessions, I think, for one game. And I think we played about six hours total. Was it Was it two sessions? It was more than two sessions. I felt like... It was three or four. Yeah, really? I'm thinking like three or four, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, I thought it was like... I think we only got two sessions out of the last one. Yes. Yeah. I remember that one. I had notes written down for it. I had, I had strategic plans. I needed... It. Oh, yes. man, I had aluminum. I needed aluminum. I was like, I'm going to write down, trade with McKenna for aluminum, then get that little trading post down there where Cole started to attack me. Because he's a <laughs> bitch. He doesn't understand <laughs> that you have to put posts together closer, and then you can trade that way because it would be too far if it went all the way up there. And, and, my, and, and also, me was building a road that far. Oh I built God. a road. Ladies, 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 please, let's not settle this in Civ. Let's settle this in another free game. Let- Brawlhalla. Oh! Brawlhalla. Oh! Brawlhalla. The 
funny uh, thing is, Robert, the only reason you're not complaining is because I was building the road between our capitals, so fuck you. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk on Brawlhalla. Like I said, settle in Brawlhalla, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> Brawlhalla or bust, boy. Uh, Brawlhalla, I saw at PAX originally, and I was like, those motherfuckers trying to copy Smash. Nobody can do Smash like Smash. Boy, they did Smash like Smash. It's so good. Like, and it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to use not licensed characters, and they have this really cool, like... The weapons in it are specific to each character, and so there's a lot of it matters what character you pick for that, and I don't know. I like it. It's really good for a free definitely brawl-type game. And I like Although, you know, I just realized something uh, as I say that. Uh, this isn't an indie title. Oh. Isn't it? Uh, I thought it was. So, Blue Mammoth Games develops it. But uh, Ubisoft has been the publisher of it. Okay, I know exactly what indie developer you should use to resolve your tiffs. And that's Gang Beast, motherfucker. Because whatever you were <laughs> arguing about, you're going to be laughing too hard to be upset about. That game is choice. I love Gang Beast because you can't really be good at it. Because you're just this floppy, floating arm tube man, kigu wearing, monochromatic guy. Not monochromatic. Yeah, when you're all one color. Little boy, yeah. uh, thing, uh, beast. <laughs> it's so good. You're just trying to like grab. I'm pretty sure tr- every time I've seen or played a match of gang beasts, I'm pretty sure the the line that I hear the most of "Let go, be goddammit, is the most common. <laughs> is the most that, common. That is word. not an uncommon thing to hear. Yeah, that could be the tagline. It is so fun though. Um, if you're more brains than brawn, another little indie game that I love is Ultimate Chicken Horse. Uh, oh God, not just because one. you get to be a raccoon and do a really cute little dance uh, where you get to wear a hoodie and a crown. Um, I'm getting off track. It's where you're designing your own platformer uh, piece by piece with your friends, and you want it to be uh, easy enough that you can complete it, but difficult enough that your friends cannot. And it's it's so cool, and some of your friends are assholes and will put a crossbow like right by the start or the hockey puck thing. And some of your friends just, like, straight up make platforms. That's me. I just want everyone to succeed. Like, it, it it's just really fun and creative. Um, and there's a cute squirrel in it that does jump ropes with its tail. So. So. See, now you now you got me thinking about a couple of other games. Because, um, like, uh, what's it called? Um, Human Fall Flat. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking of. It's kind of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, similar visual style to Gang Beast. But that... That is a game that I would love to play with a couple of close friends like you guys. Because while you can play it solo, I've just I've seen a lot of people playing it, and the fun and chaos that can come from puzzle solving with character models that do not lend you any um uh, uh, re- reasonable playability. Ragdoll <laughs> physics in the extreme. Yeah, but definitely. It's once you there there's it's it's this crazy thing of either you don't get it or then some point it clicks and then you're that guy who learns how to climb and spider walk up walls. So you have the some people who are having trouble walking forward and then you have the other people that are like climbing up walls and like getting into weird places all the time because it's just once it clicks in your brain of like how that mechanic works to get around all of a sudden you can go anywhere and you're just like this blob of 
limbs that just climbs around eldritch horror like that eventually gets to where you need to go so yeah amy and i have played that game i have you're much better at it than me and that's the only thing about playing two-player rob is tyler was waiting for me at the end or end of this crevasse for a long time and how many times i attempted that chasm i will not say but i got real frustrated and i think i quit you so. tried it enough. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't even know the answer, but I'm sure you tried it enough times. <laughs> enough Not times that many times. Quit. Right. Some. Oh. Boy, it was a long time we were playing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's there's enough times. It's not like you, like, tapped out, like, 21 times. And you're like, mm. So, during quarantine, sometimes you really want to play a game that's just senseless violence. And I want to bring up this game, because, uh... I kind of found out about this game out of nowhere, and it was called Dusk. And it's an indie developer game, and it's literally just the guy's name is David. Now, Dusk, when you play this game, it's literally just Doom. Done in the old school graphics with old school animation, old school violence, and... Yeah, I mean, it's actually quite fun. Um, I My first experience at it was PAX. And they had me play it because I was in one of my costumes and it was just it was doom in its traditional form of just going around and shooting, trying to stay alive. And it has a killer soundtrack. Oh, fuck. Zordon needs us. <laughs> God, yeah, no. Um, I guess with that, it's probably about time to go and end this. Well, thank you for uh, putting up with our nice little talk about video games and thank you for that guest. So, if you are just interested to listen to us, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Podrun, iTunes Live, Last Film, and really anywhere at this point. We've kind of popped up on everything to a certain degree. Pretty much. I think it's cool, actually, and we have fans yeah. now. Yeah, weird. Well, anyway, thank you for listening to us, and I hope you all have a good night, and... Uh, yeah, check out these games. And if you liked any of these games we suggested, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Or if you had and your own favorites, let us know. Yeah, definitely. Post those too. Um, so take care, everyone, and goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.